0: Coming up in this episode. So it's been a few months since my cousin was on. We chatted first about uh, D.C. back in, that ah, was probably October. And then he came back on during the holiday season to talk Christmas movies. But uh, Drew is back again, and this time we're chatting D.C. again. Uh, so we actually named the last one the State of D.C., and that was right about the time James Gunn came on board and Peter Safran to head D.C. Studios and... Yesterday they rolled out their slate, what they're thinking for the future of DC movies and and television. And so Drew, happily obliged, came back on. We spent about an hour geeking out about what's coming up in terms of DC projects. And uh, we even have a special appearance from Drew's dog, Gnarly. So uh, that is all coming up next. What's up, man? How are you? Yeah, pretty good, man. How you doing? How uh, How's the last few weeks been? Been a few weeks since we chatted.
1: Yeah, been a little bit. Not much. Uh, nothing too crazy. Esther and uh, Bill are over in Hungary, though. They're visiting uh, her family, so that's a little weird, being solo again. Oh, my God. How long are they gone? Oh, it's already been, like, two weeks. They still got, like, six days.
0: Oh, my God. I was thinking, like... <laughs> Obviously, going to Hungary, I'm like, that's probably not like a three-day trip. That's probably going to be gone a while. I figured like a week, two weeks and counting, dadgum, dude. Yeah, it's hardcore, man. And that's kind of nice for you taking take a little dad break.
1: Yeah, it seems appealing, but after the first couple of days, it's not really that tight.
0: <laughs> no, it's pretty boring and lonely.
1: Yeah, there's not that much going on. But yeah, you know, it's like, oh, cool. I'll go out and get beers with the friends and stuff and... Yeah, you run out of steam on that pretty quick. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you do it like three times, you're
0: like, cool, this was enough for a while.
1: Yeah, so I'll be excited to get them back.
0: Well, dude, I'm I'm glad that you reached out about um about all the DC stuff. So I started seeing it trickling in yesterday. Like I don't I think I was looking at I go to three main news outlets for uh for just like general kind of culture news. I go to Hollywood Reporter Variety and Deadline and I was on one of them and I happened to see something about like, okay, DC's got this slate that they just rolled out. They got some news breaking and I thought, oh, okay, cool. We probably got like a little something. And then I got the wave. I was like, oh crap, no, this is it. This is the thing we've all been waiting for. This is James Gunn dishing out all the details we've been waiting for. And so it took me like, you texted me, I don't know what it, what, what it was, like late, at, late morning, Early afternoon, and it took me a few hours to kind of take in all the information. But uh, when you first saw that all this news was coming in, what was your initial reaction?
1: Well, I was just cruising through Instagram, and then I was like, "Oh, what's this video?" And then I clicked on. It, and I was like, "Oh,
0: was it? Was it the one with James Gunn?"
1: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is that video we've been waiting for."
0: <laughs> he, just, he just happened to be like. At least I knew everything that had come across because I kind of got word that all the big changes that were made before I went back and watched his video. But yeah, his video was like, like a state of the union. Almost. It was that important. It felt like for, for that whole, like that entire studio.
1: Well, you know, uh, a couple of days prior to him releasing it, there was a congressman from New York, I think, who uh, tweeted at him and said, if James Gunn doesn't tell us uh, what's going on in the next couple of days, I'm going to call a congressional hearing so he has to answer these questions
0: which is just a testament to the fact that congress really is just like twiddling the thumbs up there they really got nothing going on
1: well hey but i'd vote for that guy man if he cares that much about the dc movies
0: (laughs) (laughs) well and i saw something too i think it was elizabeth warren who's like a bigger name on the scene and she tweeted yesterday like make dc a state and uh and i saw that Gunn retweeted it and was like, Oh man, like, or somebody retweeted it and was like, Wow, James Gunn making big, big moves. And he's like, He retweeted it. Obviously, she was talking about Washington, D.C., but still kind of funny that the dude interacts and is social enough with fans that he gives a crap to reply and post well, stuff yeah, like that.
1: He responded to the congressman guy. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, he gets in there, but uh, yeah, I was surprised, man. I didn't expect it to just like I said, I'm just cruising through. Looking at random crap on Instagram, nothing important, and then there it was. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty like taken aback. I had to watch it twice in a row, man.
0: Okay, you beat me. I've only watched it one time through, but like I'm sitting there watching it, and I mean I'm judging a book by its cover here. But he just like looking at James Gunn. That just looks like a dude that it's like, yeah, I want that guy running my studio of comic book enterprises like he just looks like he's plugged into the comic world and he like i said he gives a crap and he cares and uh and his i think his passion for the stories he wants to tell came across in that video like he he seemed himself like he was geeked out to share the news
1: oh yeah no doubt he's definitely a comic book guy and uh he's definitely excited to do this stuff like you said he seems to care about it which is very important you can't hire somebody who, like, doesn't really get, oh, yeah, yeah, throw me a couple of those. I'll read them, and we'll throw it up on screen. He definitely, like, knows comics, so that's good. That's promising.
0: Well, and he, too, like, obviously going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, when he took that over from Marvel, he's he's such a, like, yeah, go ahead and give me those weird, funky characters. Go ahead and give me Rocket Raccoon. I mean, he's admitted now going into Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, he, he's believed Rocket's always been sort of the, the – primary protagonist in the guardians trilogy even though everybody else thinks it's star lord he's all about like just give me those off the wall characters give me those people that that folks have forgotten about and that's who i want to work with and i want to be innovative and creative with those guys
1: which is cool but i just hope it's not a detriment uh as we're going down the list here uh which we'll get to each one but i think Some of the movies he's rolling out, it's like, oh, like another ragtag group of misfits come together to stop the bad guy. Like, I don't want to see too much of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think the direction they're going to go with some of these. That's the thing I, I think I'm most intrigued about with his direction with DC is I feel like Hollywood's become a little stale. Like we get the same old freaking plot lines and we're trying to, like, recycle all this IP I mean, what are we on? Like the 15th Transformer movie? Like there's no creativity. And I think that's where he's gonna really bring something cool to the big screen. Is I think he's gonna be I just have this hunch that the storytelling he's gonna introduce is gonna be just unique. And uh, like I, I felt with even Peacemaker, I just felt like some of the directions that show went were unconventional. And so I think he definitely did that with Suicide Squad. His version, the, the good one. <laughs> when when uh, Kristen actually watched that one with me, and when the whole the whole crew was wiped out on the beach in the first like three minutes, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is this is totally different than what we saw in the first Suicide Squad in any superhero movie." Yeah, it was a ballsy move. All right, so just off the wall, we'll start with first off. What'd you think, "Gods and Monsters," chapter one, "Gods and Monsters"? What do you think about that?
1: Well, there's that uh, animated DC movie called Gods and Monsters. It's like an Elseworlds thing. Uh, so I think he just kind of took the name from that. Uh, but I think the idea is, you know, like, gods in the sense like Superman or uh, I believe that sto- that the Authority, I guess it's called. Uh, yes, Some of those guys are like godly like people. And then you got your monsters, which is more like in the dark, like the Batman or, uh, like that swamp thing. Swamp thing. And then this creature commandos like Frankenstein's on the team and stuff. So <laughs> you've got gods and you got monsters. I don't know how I feel about naming, uh, yeah. Phase of a superhero universe. Like that's a little weird, but all right. Whatever he wants to do.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like at this point in James, I trust and gun we trust. Uh, it's similar to, marvel's way of operating with the phases and everything and i kind of think as like a obviously english teacher literary guy i kind of i kind of like that i kind of like that you're sort of dissecting everything down to a degree of calling it by chapters naming those chapters and i I especially like this first chapter like i teach mythology and greek mythology and he's he's talked about and we'll get to it with the the mascara stuff and and wonder woman that a lot of superhero is based in mythology and so that's kind of cool that he's sort of representing those roots and calling back to the idea of gods and monsters with his initial chapter i I did kind of appreciate that i thought that was kind of a neat homage
1: yeah we'll just see how much it like is actually used uh if it really sticks you know like Seven years from now are we gonna be like, oh, gods and monsters yeah. is wrapping <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah. And they they only after the fact did it with Marvel where they're like, oh, that was the Infinity Saga. And then with the second one, they're like, oh, and then multiverse saga. And you're right, it kind of was cool in, in hindsight or retrospect with Marvel that they were like, we're gonna call it the Infinity Saga because it was the Infinity Stones. Ah, look how clever we are. Whereas the second saga they've got with this multiversal saga it feels a little more hokey so I'm with yeah. you like calling it from the start is a little more contrived
1: yeah and it's also kind of uh what's the word Um like the opposite of humble what's the word for that
0: <laughs> yeah like uh like Bane are you looking for
1: I don't know something but yeah like it's just like really kind of like oh yeah like Pompous. we're gonna have Pompous. like there you go this is what is it
0: Pompous real pompous
1: it's a little pompous yeah because it's like oh yeah we've got this 10 year plan and this is only chapter one and we're (laughs) naming it and there will be many more chapters like how old is james Gunn, dude like (laughs) is he gonna be sitting up there when he's 80 working on these
0: (laughs) well i think that is the funny thing he does look kind of like it's got to be the white beard that he looks like he's like 75 years old
1: He's got to be at least in his 50s. I'm not, I don't know exactly, but he's at least in his 50s, man. So to make a phase one 10 years, like, how many phases are we talking? Someone else is going to have to take the torch at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 56. I'll tell you the one that he would, uh, that I'm cool with him passing over the the mantle to is, his wife is like 20 years younger than him, and uh, she was in Peacemaker and, and Suicide Squad. It's hard. Was it Harcourt? And uh, he passed it to her. She seems like she's got some of the same like spunk energy that he does and carry it over. And like I said, she's two decades younger. So she'll be around maybe a little bit longer than he will. He's 56, by the way.
1: But who knows, man? By the time uh, he gets toward the end of his 10 year run with this, they might lay like, oh, yeah. So, like, we weren't really that into how this went. Maybe it's time (laughs) to reboot again.
0: Well, so the thing that they can't have happen is they can't give the keys to the car to him and tell him, go. And he lays out. He's like, all right, cool. I got this 10-year plan. What BC almost can't do is they almost can't be like, year are four. And they're like, mm, yeah, sorry, you're gone. Because that's sort of the same issue that they've run into with their like instability at the moment anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is exactly what they did to Zack Snyder.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, you can't do that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but will that stop them? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just hope that all we're talking about with creativity and the ideas like that it sticks. And because I know you're like me, I just want good superhero content. Like I want to go to the movie theater. I want to watch cool superhero movies. I want to watch cool stuff happening. And so I don't want there to be this constant shuffle of producers and directors and leads of studios. And like we talked about it the last time we, we talked about DC a couple months back, like I just consistency would be incredible, would be something to be sought out with this studio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want consistency. And I take every one of these announcements with a grain of salt because like how many as a superhero fan how many times have they told us this movie that movie's in the works and then like it just never comes to be sometimes you even get like images from the set and stuff like with Batgirl and it's still like oh yeah now we scrapped that
0: (laughs) yeah and I think I was reading about that in in yesterday's reporting too the whole idea that they're like cool we're gonna make this Batgirl film and then I guess they sort of wanted it to be on Max. But then they decided we're going to put it in theaters and then they scrapped it. I find, I kind of feel like that's a bunch of crap. You either make a movie that you're going to put in front of eyeballs for the purpose of being a movie or you don't. Like the, don't screw around with us and be like, oh, well, we kind of wanted that to be a movie, but really we wanted to be on streaming. And so the Batgirl thing kind of irritated me because that's a character that hasn't got enough run either on the, on the TV or in film.
1: From what I understand, like you said, they, like, wanted to do it for HBO Max, so they used, like, a lower budget, and then the new executives who came in were like, oh, yo, that's, uh, that looks terrible, like, we can't put our stamp on that.
0: Yeah, and and I think it was, like, a $90 million movie, which comparatively to some of these other ones, uh, we're talking, like, upward of $100 million movies, if not more than that, so, I mean... I just think that's cop-out on their part. Right. Oh, my. Tell Gnarly to calm down back there. Sorry, Gnarly's oh, getting a little fine. excited.
1: I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> that's awesome. Um,
0: Gnarly, I, no, I was just listening to all Gnarly's thoughts. I think you said we should start with Creature Commandos since that was the first one that, that they yeah, started just, with.
1: Let's take it down the list, man. Yeah, so you know anything about this Creature Commandos?
0: Absolutely freaking not. And for that reason I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, Definitely like I said not. though,
1: my my thing that I'm a little like worried about is it's like basically the suicide squad.
0: <laughs> well, so the thing I like about it is when you go from so this is gonna be a seven episode animated series. And so like in Star Wars world, Star War, Wars world, uh, their animated stuff has been some of the best stuff they've ever created you're talking Clone Wars, you're talking uh, Bad Batch, and uh, a lot of that stuff. The fact that it's animated is kind of intriguing, and more so, the fact that it's a seven-episode series means that you're sort of, I don't know how long the episodes are going to be, but just inherently, you're probably going to have more runtime to work with so you can sort of dive more into these characters' backstories than you would if this was a Suicide Squad story where you're dealing with Rat backstory and maybe uh i forget was it deadshot adris Alba's character uh you're dealing with like their backstories and that's basically it everybody else you're just kind of skimming the surface of their backstories i think you could get more from a longer run series like this
1: yeah you could definitely go into the characters more but it's just like like I say, I'm just worried he's just doing Suicide Squad again. I saw one of the members of the team, the bearded white guy on the left, is uh, Rick Flagg Sr. So it's hmm. Rick Flagg's dad from Suicide Squad. And it's like, oh, really? That's that's the guy who's running the team? Like, didn't you just make that movie? <laughs> well, the thing but I find interesting is different characters and stuff. Yeah. I guess it was originally set in like World War II, but they say this is going to be a modern one. And of course, Amanda Waller is going to be involved once again. I don't know. I just, for me, it's a little bit worrisome that they continue to do the same thing over and over again when they have so much to play with.
0: So I think the interesting thing about this one is I think I don't love that if this is supposed to be set in World War II, don't give me current day. I don't love that. I didn't catch that. I I was
1: kind of excited by the World War II idea, but no, they said this is going to be like a modern day take. Like, okay that's uh,
0: kind of stupid but yeah i kind of like that so this one's gonna be written by james gunn himself and it's already in production and they're still looking to find those voice actors and i actually think people are going to be seeking out these roles i kind of saw a little bit of that activity on twitter where you had celebrities people that are well known enough reaching out the gun just kind of casually but it, it could be more than that <laughs> if they're actively seeking a role and I do like that this show they're they're going to try and find people who can fit the animated roles that could also then sort of morph onto live action, and I just yeah. I trust that this that's is going to th- be a, a creative endeavor for Gunn to really show what he's going to do for this whole entire DC Studios. That I I I'm I, like I said I don't know anything about these characters but I'm really looking forward to it.
1: That's one part that's very cool the idea of connecting the uh, animated with the live action which. uh They've tried to do a bit with like the new Marvel, like the what if show and stuff when they can, they use the actor. Um, So that's a cool idea, but you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't think anyone really knows too much about these creature commandos. Except like the hardcore comic fans.
0: Well, and it is such a interesting like landmark one that that's, he had his whole choice of everything in all of the history of DC comics. And he chose this one, this group of, of characters to focus on first. It makes me think that this is like, it's like you or I thinking, you know, the last pod we did about DC and it's like, what would you do if you were in charge of DC? And, you know, we came up with whatever ideas we had at the time that this was his, I guess baby for lack of a better term, like this is the project he most wants to do is it in some sense, it's almost gotta be, if this is the first one and he's writing it and this is like set the tone for everything he's doing and it's already in production. So they already sort of, I mean that could be an argument for maybe it was started before he came on board, but I don't know. I feel like this is something that, uh, that is incredibly intriguing and is a great start to see kind of what he's going to bring to the table.
1: Yeah. It could be really cool. He, uh, seems to really connect with these characters and obviously with the whole actor matching up thing, he clearly wants to incorporate them into the live action. Uh, so like you said, it'll be nice to get the seven episodes to kind of flesh them out, explain these guys. And then when you pop them in the movies, you don't have to go into all that. If somebody's like, Oh, what's the deal with these guys? It's like, well, go watch the animated show.
0: (laughs) And he did that just now successfully recently with, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special he admitted that that was a hey I'm going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 before I dip out in DC and I don't really want to waste time telling you these things in the third GOG movie so I'm going to do this little holiday special where I introduce the fact that Star-Lord and Mantis are siblings and we've got this new space dog Cosmo character and they now live on nowhere and he's telling all these little details without having to go into that in that third movie and that sounds like what you're talking about here with doing that in this series
1: yeah there was a lot going on in that holiday special man i was like did i miss something did is this like at the end of two did i fall asleep
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know he uh (laughs) i had the same feeling i watched my father-in-law we looked at each other like did we already know that and he definitely james gunn did just try and get some info across that he wouldn't have to waste time with in that third gog movie
1: yeah so what do we what do we got next man what was after uh creature commandos so
0: i don't know if i'm looking at it in terms of the report that i saw but i think it's fitting that the next one is probably going to be the one i have on my list is the one that i feel like iron man has been the marvel character that sort of binds everybody together for the most part and i feel like it's without without a doubt waller in the dc universe so we're going to get that waller spinoff show and i need your thoughts first on this one before i I get up on my pedestal here.
1: We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they've been using uh, Waller a lot over the past, I don't know, when did she first appear? Like, 2016 in the original Suicide Squad movie? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, It's been a lot of years, and we really haven't developed her character much at all, so... I don't know if they're planning to do that, what exactly this is going to entail. Um, but, yeah, it seems like she's certainly destined to be a big part of this thing still moving forward.
0: Okay. Here's my thoughts on the Waller thing. I don't need to flesh out this character, man. She, <laughs> she's a jerk. She's cruel. She's intimidating. She's ruthless. Cool. I no longer need this show. I got what I need from Waller. I, I feel like they've tried to do so much with Waller in such a limited time, and I just don't feel like it's been super effective. I think Viola Davis is incredible as Waller. It's a perfect choice for casting. But to your point, been around, character's been around for seven years. They've snipped her into these little pieces here and there, and I don't – this is one that I'm truly, among all the others, I'm like not super excited about this one. Oh, yeah, not excited it, about it at
1: all. I don't know if I'll even watch it. It sounds super boring, Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) Viola Davis does a good job as the character, but it's Waller and Harley Quinn who they've just like beat us to death with. It's like, okay, cool. Yep. Yep. Got it. Those are characters you have. Uh Uh-huh. They put them in everything, man. What's Harley Quinn up here in like six things over the past like seven years.
0: (laughs) I will say that because this character is so shallow to me, just like, yeah, again, Waller, ruthless, like, vindictive, cruel, doesn't have a, any semblance of a soul. Cool, got it. I don't need much with that. The difference, I think, is give me as much Margot Robbie Harley Quinn because that's a just a fun character. Like, she is so entertaining to watch that psychotic mind at work doing the crazy workings that she does. I'd take more Harley Quinn. I don't need more Waller.
1: Oh, for sure, over Waller, yeah. But with both of them, it's just like, yeah, we've gotten a lot. We've gotten a yeah. lot. Do we need more? Yeah. I find that Waller show super boring. Not excited for that at all.
0: The only thing that intrigues me is I'm, I'm noting that the guys who write, are writing the show did Watchmen and Doom Patrol. And I didn't see any of Watchmen. I didn't see enough of Doom Patrol. But I know that Watchmen was well perceived and was really enjoyed by many. And then I know that Doom Patrol, the parts that I saw at least, I just couldn't sustain it. That was a really good show. And so that's the only intriguing part there.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But ultimately, I think she should just be like sprinkled in like, you know, she like like she was in Suicide Squad, but she doesn't need to be dealing with every team, man. Even in uh, Black Adam. What was the team? Uh, Justice Society. She's dealing with them, too. It's like, my God, this lady just like runs all the superheroes on Earth.
0: (laughs) She needs to be sprinkled in like Nick Fury in the Marvel universe, where she just like pops into this movie, pops into that movie, and I don't need a whole TV series with, with uh, Waller.
1: Agreed, agreed. Viola sure. Davis
0: has other things to do. But so the next one running down the list is probably the one that James Gunn, if you asked him behind closed doors, he would truly, heartfully admit is just the one he's most looking forward to, and it might be one that probably not the one I'm most looking forward to, but it's probably top three.
1: Superman
0: Legacy. Yeah. Superman Legacy.
1: Which uh, I don't know how telling it is, the images they chose for the actual video, but they did use a cover from All Star Superman. So potentially they could be delving into some of that storyline. I read it a few years back, but I went on my uh, library app after this video dropped and just, you know, you can like place holds. They'll set the books aside for you. So I got a bunch of comic books. That being one of them, uh, the Grant Morrison run on Batman, Creature Commandos, Authority. I got it all. So over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be diving in and reading about all these guys. Golly.
0: See, look at all that time you have now that your family left you, man. <laughs> Just all that time. To... <laughs>
1: yeah, you got <laughs> to find something to do, man.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so Peter Saffron said, This story is not going to be an origin story, which is good. We've seen like a billion Superman properties. I'm just done with origin stories, I think, in general. like No more Spider-Man, no more Batman, no more Superman. Let's just get to the good stuff. And uh, so this is going to be more about kind of Superman dealing with the way that his people are, kind of the justice seekers. And uh, he's going to be a bit more old-fashioned in in the America in which he lives. So I think... I read something about how James Gunn had a movie that was sort of maybe indicative of what we're going to see in this one. And I'm, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, I feel like you might've seen it. I'm, I'm doing a quick check, but it was, uh, was it bright bright burn.
1: What that like? Yeah. Horrific one. Wasn't it? Yeah. Horror,
0: super, yeah, horror movie, bright burn. think so this is going to be a horror? I don't think it's going to be a horror, but I think it's going to have some of those like deeper, darker elements to it. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like Smallville, you know, back in the day with like, Oh, happy go lucky, rural, fun time. I don't think it's going to be like that. Oh
1: man. I feel like that's what they want. They were so pissed about Henry Cavill's being so serious. They're going to want a more light-hearted.
0: Well, what's the better play there? You think is it, is it the lighthearted Superman or is it the Superman that's like that gets a little more bleak and a little more uh just kind of darker tone in general?
1: Well, I think they took a risk with Henry Cavill's Superman going more bleak and stuff, but the idea was that we would kind of go with him on this journey so that but p- by the time he was this happy go lucky Superman that we all know, it's like, oh yeah, but like there's some levels to it. Like we went through it with him, as opposed to just tossing out this like write a uh, day one, happy go lucky Superman. It's like there's no complexities to that character.
0: Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, this is another one that James Gunn is writing. He may direct it. It says no commitments have been made on that end. So, let's and talk then,
1: uh, casting. Though, do you think they're gonna go with the? You know, they talked a few months ago. They just came out with a report. Oh, by the way, we're doing this Black Superman movie. Uh, and then they haven't really talked any about it since. Do you think that's fallen by the wayside? Or do you think this movie that James Gunn's talking about could potentially be that movie? So I
0: think that we're we're still gonna get um T-Nehisi Coates was, was under the previous regime, he was, you know, this pretty well known. Uh, African-American writer and had his own run of of superhero comics. And the previous regime talked to him about having his own Superman run. So I think they're going to stick with that. I think that'll be an Elseworlds project where that's not going to be James Gunn's Superman, so to speak. That'll be its own separate side thing that they're still going to commit to that.
1: Um, It's a lot, though, man. Talking about two on-screen Supermans and two on-screen Batmans all running simultaneously. Yeah, I I don't love
0: that. I I would have loved to kind of have this be the incorporation of the new Superman and that Coates project, but I think that's fair to James Gunn to to honor that commitment. But I, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I I don't I don't totally love that.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think they could still go with, and I don't really want Michael B. Jordan. I know he's like. Connected to it. I think he's executive producing, but I just don't think he's that good of an actor. I think uh, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whoever they go with, I just think they need like a no name. Like what they tried to do with, like what they did with Christopher Reeve and what they tried to do with uh, Brandon Ralph. Like a no name, like do like this huge audition process and find somebody who really just like embodies the qualities they're looking for in a Superman.
0: I just it'll be interesting too because we we have no idea for this one kind of what age we're looking at with this Superman like is this going to be a like a young to earth superman so we talking like a like a late teen is this a been around for you know like a decade or or so like mid 30s superman it's entirely dependent on what's in the script but and I well they said no
1: origin story so i would imagine he's like at least in his late 20s
0: Okay, so that, that really opens it up for like anybody in Hollywood that you could go to. I, I hate speculating on Superman because I feel like the most rote things to do in the superhero realm are debate. Who's the, ba- who's the next Batman? Who's the next Superman? Um, I think it's way more intriguing to like the next one on our list look at like who could be the next Green Lanterns. But I'm with you. I, I kind of feel like it needs to be somebody that we don't know, somebody who could, if James Gunn is serious and DC's serious, about like a 10-year run that it could be somebody who could persevere and kind of be that figurehead for a long time and is willing to make that decade-long commitment.
1: Yeah, and it's tough for us to speculate. We don't have any idea. We'll have to wait and see what these announcements are. But uh, one thing, they better come correct with the bods, man. They had some sweet bods in the old D.C. EU. Henry Cavill, guy was ripped, man. So, like, this yeah. new Superman, he better be packing, bro. He better be, he better be jacked. Whoever
0: whoever they hire, they need to. You know, this movie comes out July 2025. He better
1: already be in the gym because I'm going to be comparing photos of him side by side. That's what I'm saying. Henry Cavill's pecs are bigger.
0: He's better be (laughs) in the gym starting tomorrow (laughs) with the latest. Yeah, it's it. That's a crazy thing too to think about with all these. Is like this is the third one I have on this list, and it's July of 2025. That is a full. 29 months away. That is so long from now. So far away.
1: That it is. But they'll be shooting it before too long. So the announcement can't be too far away. I would imagine by middle of this year, we'll know who they've cast as Superman.
0: Yeah, it it, it would have to be probably by the end of the year at the absolute latest.
1: Yeah, uh, no doubt.
0: So the next one on the list we got was was this lanterns project. And like I said, this is more intriguing to me to try to figure out who's going to be our Hal Jordan, and John Stewart, but it, this one will feature those guys. And, uh, I never watched true detective. It's that's the one that they kept comparing it to, but I kind of like the idea of having like a detective type lantern show. That sounds again, creative, intriguing, interesting.
1: Yeah. Very true. Detectives, very serious, uh, very dark, and it'll be interesting to see how much they let him go down that road as far as, you know, some of these characters, like we said at the start, are literal monsters. So is he going to get an R rating on some of this stuff or PG-13? Um, Tough to say, but I do like that they mentioned True Detective. Uh, I think that's a good tone to go with. Like, that's what people ripped the Ryan Reynolds one a lot for was like how hokey it was is making like Hot Wheels tracks out of his ring and yeah. like...
0: That was so like,
1: bad. Well, I didn't I didn't hate the movie, but I do understand that criticism that it was just a little like...
0: The movie itself th- was not awful, but some parts were like, guys, seriously, did you let a five-year-old take the script?
1: Yeah, which I think by mentioning True Detective, I think they're going to avoid that with this new one. I think it's going to be very serious. And... uh that'll be cool getting those guys established so that when you do bring them all together for like a justice league type thing, it's like, Oh yeah, we know these guys. We spent 10 episodes with them or whatever.
0: Yeah. It says they mentioned that this was one of the most important shows that they have in development. And that I mentioned the Marvel analogy earlier with, with uh, Nick Fury and Waller. And, and they said that like direct quote, this plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. But this could be sort of their maybe not big name, not Superman, not Batman, not even Aquaman or Wonder Woman. This could be their like sort of to the side character that hasn't gotten a tremendous amount of run, similar to Iron Man. But this is going to be the focal point of our entire cinematic universe.
1: Yeah, I mean, Green Lantern's still a big, big enough character. It's not like some of these other ones that they're pitching <laughs> Who no one's ever heard of. Green Lantern's still popular. And I think if they do it right, could potentially, like you say with Iron Man, become a lot more popular.
0: Can you imagine like 15 years from now, we're in 2038, and we're talking about like, like an endgame type moment with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart in the DC Universe? It seems wild to comprehend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope they can get there by then, man. I don't know. This one phase is 10 years. It might be like...
0: still running the show.
1: Yeah, we might be like 60, 70 by the time the Justice League gets back together. All our kids are getting ready to go to college, and we're like, hey, guys, we want to go to the movies? Yeah, we shall see. But that is one thing I'm a little like... This plan's a little bit all over the place. Whereas, like, I would have just liked to see the main the main Justice League, you know, like the ones we know, maybe a few slightly lesser known, like B-listers. But, like, it is a little weird to me that they're pulling, like, some of these, like, no-name, like, even people who read comics don't know some of these properties that they're going with. And it's like, ooh, this is what we're doing. But who like knows? The...
0: He... All right, so I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm thinking, like, the next yeah, name on, on the list,
1: The Authority. Yeah, I tried to look this up, man, and there—the internet has a hard time even explaining it. Like, <laughs> it definitely has like an Eternals type feel, like all these oh like my gosh, beings.
0: Exact same comparison.
1: Yeah, so like that, we know how that went. That did not go well. The Eternals. So to be like, yeah, let's do a DC version of that. It's like, really, really? That's <laughs> yeah. what you want to do? Are you sure?
0: Yeah, Maybe that was the one that the, like some guy suggested when James Gunn was out of the room and the guys like, "Let's do the Authority." And then they're like, "You sure you want to ride with that before he comes back in the room?" And the guys like,
1: "Yeah." I don't know, I think it was all James Gunn, man. I think he relates more to these like obscure like no-name characters and he's he likes Superman and Batman and stuff too, but I feel like they're just a more like, "Oh yeah, this is like the this is what people want," so we'll definitely do those, but like as far as the ones he's really passionate about, it seems to be these like characters you've never heard of.
0: <laughs> I think you're exactly right about though. Like, there's just not a lot about this crew online, and I'm not one to be big into the comics, reading them. This is just—it's a team, extreme methods of protecting the planet is the write-up. It to me, it's a little intriguing. It's a late 1990s publication run by a guy who's now the DC head of publishing. So that's—I'd I it's an interesting twist. This is not what I'm super excited about.
1: The two most well-known characters, from what I understand, is a guy named Apollo, who's like the god of the sun. flies, (laughs) Shoots laser beams out of his eyes. Super strength. So, like, basically a knockoff Superman. And then you got the Midnighter, who, like, wears all black. Even has the exact same mask as Batman without the ears. Um, Like, he's kind of like Batman. So it's like, I'm not quite sure why we're doing this movie about these like knockoff Justice League team members when like we could just do Justice League. That doesn't quite make sense to me. But I get that they don't want to rush, probably, into another Justice League, but also I'd like it if they rushed into another Justice League.
0: Yeah, I know you'd like that. I'd like that, too. I mean, and what you're saying, you're talking about you're laying out this character. You're talking about a guy who flies around, shoots lasers out of his eyes. If we're keeping the Eternals comparison rolling, that's Richard Madden's Icarus in Eternals. Yeah, and, yeah I just don't yeah, understand if,
1: why. Oh, my bad, go ahead.
0: No, I mean, why are retreading it? I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, a movie that didn't do well. Like, if you're going to copy anything from Marvel, why would you copy, like, their biggest misstep?
0: <laughs> well, and maybe we're jumping the gun, no pun intended, or maybe, I don't know. But... <laughs> I, I think we're both quick to sort of judge that one. And I I just think with what little information we have, I think it's sort of fair the judgments we're rushing to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. But my initial reaction is like, whoa, I don't know. Not sure about that move.
0: Well, the next one I actually am pretty jazzed up about as well. Um, this Paradise Lost one. And I, I was like, Paradise Lost, that name sounds familiar. So I went back, and it's, it's – the, the DC design is it's going to be set pre-Wonder Woman, so the events of the two Wonder Woman films, and it's going to Themyscira, Wonder Woman's birthplace. And so I was like, where does that Paradise Lost name come from? I couldn't remember. It's, it's, it's an old poem uh, from John Milton, and it, it's, uh, it concerns the biblical fall of man. And the temptation of Adam and Eve by Satan and and the Garden of Eden and all that stuff. And so I thought that that was really intriguing, that that title of this show is going to be, obviously it's intentional in some way. So I wonder what kind of dynamics and power struggles we're going to get within this show.
1: Well, from the image they released with it, I think we're going to finally see why there's no dudes on uh, Themyscira. They had that shot of, like, they're, like, putting a sword through a dude's neck and, like, going to war with all the men. So I think they're going to, like, let us know, like, what actually – I am i don't really know. I'm not well-versed enough in the comics to know, like, why is it only women? But I guess we're going to find that out in a Game of Thrones-style series. So that could be pretty cool.
0: I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that one. Not a ton of other information coming out with that one, but I think that one's just – it's intriguing.
1: Yeah, but talk about like not connected. Like even if it's set in the same universe as all this other stuff we're seeing, it's like what, like thousands of years before.
0: The interesting thing I feel like they could maybe do in this one is give us another Wonder Woman esque character, so somebody else who was on Themyscira growing up with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and somebody who maybe like they give us a like a post-credit scene this character followed wonder woman to the rest of civilization and when wonder woman decides at some point maybe in this dc universe like gal Gadot's wonder woman decides like oh, i'm not gonna be wonder woman anymore this character can kind of jump in and be like cool i'll take that mantle
1: well they have uh a character in nubia who's like a black wonder woman so you could do that with her but I don't really know how it works with them, like, aging-wise. Like, would she have been around back in this show? I don't know. More likely, it would probably be, like, their, like, moms or grandmas or something like that. I don't know. They seem to live pretty long, but I don't think they yeah. were around all the way back then. Interesting. So, a lot of questions with this one
0: still, but intriguing enough. Yeah, not I a n- lot
1: of info on it, but it could be cool. It could be cool.
0: Yeah. I know you're excited about this one. We talk about top three projects they're going to announce. You've got to be excited for Brave and the Bold, the next Batman property.
1: Yes, definitely. A little bit weird again with the uh, stealing of the name. Like I said, with Gods and Monsters, Brave and the Bold is like traditionally like, I mean, like there's the comic run where you're talking like the flashing Green Lantern. Uh, They've used it in different ways throughout like the DC continuity, but... uh, It's interesting that they're now using it for Batman and Robin. I don't really remember any time when they've used Brave and Bold for them. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely an exciting one. I'm excited to see who they go with for Batman. Uh, And I think it's cool that they're diving right into Damian Wayne. I hope that doesn't mean we're forgetting about the other Robins. I hope that means, like, you know, we're going to meet Damian Wayne, but that doesn't mean Nightwing's not out there. That doesn't mean Red Hood's not already out there doing his thing.
0: Well, I think what would be super cool is if they could somehow pull this off. They've announced what properties are sticking around and which ones are kind of going by. If they could somehow pull the robin Turn nightwing from Titans, HBO Max's Titans, I think that'd be pretty slick.
1: Yeah, for sure. But And then he would make a few appearances. But uh, for the most part, I think it's going to be Batman and Damien. uh Which could be cool, that whole storyline, finding out he has a son and stuff. And it's the least creepy of all the Robins because, like, it makes a little more sense as opposed to, like, oh, like, let me get that orphan. Like, I'll get him a little costume and we'll run around (laughs) the streets together.
0: (laughs) And and fight crime.
1: Yeah, I got a bunch of money. Just give me that one. And then when they get too old, he's like, yeah, you should go. Like, I'm going to find a new little orphan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of creepy to think about.
1: It's a little creepy, yeah. So, like, when it's actually his son and the kid's already a trained assassin, it's like, okay, well, this makes a lot more sense why he would bring this guy out on patrol with him. Um, but, yeah, well, it'll come down a lot, too, to, like, who they cast as Batman, who they cast as Robin. Uh, and I think it's going to be tough to hit the correct tone, too, because, like, especially with James Gunn, he's definitely more inclined to, like, throw some jokes in there and stuff. And I just don't want to see it get too, like... Jokey, like I don't know. We'll see what he does, man. But you definitely got to go with an older Batman, and I mean, they've already got one who's been around for a little bit. We could go with him. I'm not sure what's what's that guy's name who's played Batman kind of recently. You talk about uh, Bat Black? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not giving up hope. Maybe it's going to be Ben Affleck. Who knows?
0: So I saw something somewhere that. This one could be one that – I think it was this one that that Ben Affleck helps to uh, create for DC, and I say if that's the case, if he's coming into the room to help you make this one, just get him in a costume and tell him, just go for it, man. Just cook. Do your thing.
1: Well, if that's a real, if that's more than just a rumor, if he's actually tied to it in some capacity, then I'm sure he's playing Batman. Because look at what we've watched over the past couple of months with like rumors and leaks coming out of like, oh, yeah, he shot scenes for the Aquaman movie. He's shot scenes for the Flash. And they talked about at the start of the video how Aquaman is the fourth of these four movies that are coming out that were shot before the new James mm-hmm. Gunn takeover. And he said, Aquaman's going to roll right in to the next phase of this DCU, his gods and monsters phase. So that being said, if they shot scenes with Ben Affleck as Batman, it would stand to reason that Ben Affleck will continue to be Batman. Cause that's post flash. That's post Flashpoint. And he mentioned the video too, that that flash movie is going to reset the universe. So, I'm getting excited. Yeah, that would be sweet if uh, Ben Affleck was the guy, man. And it would make sense, too, because he's the right age to have a uh,
0: yeah, he's perfect.
1: son like that. Yeah, no, they, they could do a good job with it for sure. It would be a little weird, though, seeing Ben Affleck up there with some other Superman.
0: Yeah, that would be a little weird. But it also fits if Waller is going to be your focal point and, and kind of be one of the characters that, kind of helps bind together your whole universe it's sticking with they, me that scene where they're sitting at the table at the end of uh, Suicide Squad? Yeah, Suicide Squad and it, like I don't want that scene to just be something that falls into the wayside for no freaking reason that it was in one of these films.
1: Hey, they love uh, Waller so much, maybe they should just put a cape on her, she could be the next <laughs> Superman
0: Her or Margot Roby we'll just get one of them back and, <laughs> and make Margot Robbie. Make Margot Robbie Batgirl and let her go 95% of the way and then cancel her movie. See how she takes that. So yeah. the yeah. next one on our list is, uh, is I think, okay, so we get Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And this is one, I no offense to Supergirl. I'm not super intrigued with the idea of this one. it's a, The idea is Supergirl is not getting the cushy lifestyle that Superman enjoyed growing up on Earth. She had to sit and watch everybody kind of perish on Krypton around her and kind of dealing with those ramifications. So, I don't know. It's a slightly intriguing idea, but I'm not super
1: jazzed for this one. Yeah, and we'll see. They do have a Supergirl. I want to say the actress's name is... um blanking. I think it's like Callie something. Sure. In the Flash movie, they do have a Supergirl. I remember seeing photos of her in her... Uh costume like set photos on the plus side she does look pretty hot in the costume but uh (laughs) yeah i don't know again with like the doing the same thing like so we're gonna get a superman movie and then like three years later we're gonna get a super girl movie it's gonna hit on a lot of the same notes there will be differences but like is that really what we want to do with what we have to work with. I don't know. We'll see. It could be cool, but I don't know enough. I did put that uh, comic book on hold as well, though. The library man—they got it all.
0: You gonna be able to fill us in? Yeah. Much more hardcore Supergirl, and not the Supergirl we're used to. So, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, we shall see. But I just—I once I read that uh, comic, I'll have a better idea because that's one of the few that he actually sh- threw out like the inspiration for it. We saw some images and stuff on some of the other announcements with that one. He was like, "No, nah, straight up, this is the comic it's based on."
0: That's cool, and it that goes back to the gun thing we talked about at the beginning. That this dude has a vision; like he he's very committed. He's not wavering on anything now. Obviously, he came in and he started designing his plan and is his, his laying the master groundwork for what he's going to do over there. But he's he's not, you know, noncommittal. He's he's going for it with these ideas.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure.
0: So, yeah, getting promising He's going to go for it with these last two This one, I think, is the one that I I feel like I've said this a couple of times I'm most excited about this one I think by far uh, Booster Gold So we're going to get an HBO Max series It's this hero from a, a run in 1986 It's about a loser So Peter Safran said it's about a loser from the future Who uses basic future technology To go back in time and pretend to be a superhero That sounds awesome James Gunn described it as imposter syndrome. as a superhero. Like that signs me up. Uh, That sounds awesome. Sign me up. Let's do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool character. Um, depending on how they do it though, like with the tone and stuff, it could kind of lean more towards, uh, the Shazam movie, which is definitely a little more like Shazam to me is kind of like the Ant-Man of the DC movies. It's kind of like a little more geared toward kids. Uh, I could see that being the case with the Booster Gold movie if they don't handle it the right way. Um but you know that could be cool and I would like to see some cameos from like other heroes and stuff. Um you know his like main boys, Blue Beetle and that's going to be a movie too with that kid from Cobra Kai. That's one of the ones that are co- is coming out uh this year, I believe.
0: Yeah, so we'll maybe get that one link up August with him.
1: Yeah, that could be cool for sure, but you said this is the one you're most excited about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think uh for <laughs> me the, the next one is probably the most exciting.
0: See, I feel like that's where we differ. Okay, so the last one, you think it's Swamp Thing?
1: Swamp Thing, man, yeah. I'm I'm a big Swamp Thing guy. I read the whole uh original run a few years back. Uh and very cool character, man. Very interesting and very powerful character. Like uh there's this one holiday special where he fights Superman and uh Superman barely stands a chance, man. Like Swamp Thing Swamp Thing's a very cool character. Uh there was a show a couple years ago they did, but the budget wasn't like super crazy. It wasn't like a movie budget. So they weren't really able to do the powers and stuff justice. But as far as an origin story goes, I recommend it. I think it was well done. Good acting, good writing. But yeah, Swamp Thing's a really cool character. I need to do some
0: more looking into it. It sounds like uh Solomon Grundy a little bit. Well,
1: let me give you a little backstory on Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is uh there's a scientist his name is Alec Holland and he's working on these uh top secret experiments to like make like plants grow at a rapid rate and uh people want this information, so they're like trying to track him down. So he's hiding in like the bayous of Louisiana, like a secret lab that looks like a rundown barn, and doing these experiments. And uh, he ends up getting into an accident, and uh, he becomes this swamp monster covered in moss and vines and stuff. And he can control all like plant life basically. Uh, but the crazy part is like. He thinks he's still the scientist Alec Holland uh who's turned into this monster. In fact, he has to come to realize that uh no, the scientist Alec Holland died. His brain was basically like imprinted uh. onto this creature, so he's not Alec Holland, he is just a creature who has uh. all Alec Holland's memories and stuff so it's it's very complex, there's a lot of layers to it, but it's a really cool character and I'm glad that uh James Gunn's giving him some spotlight here.
0: Okay, you saw me. That's pretty cool.
1: It's, yeah, yeah. It's sweet, it's, man. I'm i I'm telling you, I recommend that show. It's uh ten episodes. I'm not sure where you can get it. Uh
0: somewhere out there. You're talking about the one oh, that was yeah. on C W.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well they aired it on CW. That was during that whole period where like They weren't sure what the hell they were doing. Like They had that DC Universe streaming app, and then they ended up just scrapping it and going to HBO Max, and then they aired the show on The CW to see if it would get some play on there. Yeah, that was was a mess, just like the DC (laughs) movies and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They're never sure what they're doing, but it was a good show. It just didn't really get much hype because of that weird release setup that they had
0: yeah i'm I'm intrigued now you got me i I knew very little about it other than the idea that a guy who is a thing but he's also a swamp but he's also a person sounds intriguing I'm really in the, the bummer for you is gonna be so it sounds like that's gonna be that's gonna be it for chapter whatever monsters and gods and monsters that's well, gonna be he, it that's the last one
1: he did uh he did prerequisite the whole video by saying what I'm about to tell you is part of this chapter so like there could be some other stuff but yeah for the most part yeah this sounds like it's gonna be most of what we're getting
0: Uh, so i'm a weakling too or weakling or whatever you want to call it i just don't do horror stuff that's like not my thing uh never has been so when i see the first three words of of swamp thing it's like a horror film i'm like "Mm." Well, well i guess we'll see
1: I don't like horror, like paranormal activity and stuff, like heads twisting around and like creepy little girls with long hair over their face. That's certainly not my thing, but like <laughs> I think when they talk Swamp Thing, the horrific part is more like this dude turning into this monster and then imagine what you you're already like, oh man, I turned into a monster. This sucks. And then it's like, oh no, you're not even the guy. You're just a copy of the guy. And it's like, whoa, that's like even more horrific. And then he's like, snapping people's arms and stuff with branches and vines and I don't know I think it'll be more that type of stuff and they're like walking around at night in the swamp so it's like it's more spooky than like yeah the gross like you know like the girl with the twisted head with the long hair that's the stuff I don't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah that that's the stuff I'm, I'm not into that the paranormal stuff no thanks
1: this would be a little gory I think the show was a little gory but I wouldn't call it like
0: like, well, it was on it was on CW. It, how gory can it get? You know what? Well,
1: they they edited it on CW. Uh, the actual version that they showed on like HBO Max and stuff, it was pretty gory, man. He like ripped some dudes in half. Oh, uh, that's
0: that's kind of on a superhero level and a you know comic book level. That's kind of cool bringing that to the screen.
1: Yeah, Not it looked cool. It ripped in half, but. He, But he was still, this was season one, so he was still so early in his powers and stuff, he didn't really even understand what he was doing. It was just kind of like his emotions, like, oh, this guy's attacking that girl. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, his brain just kind of communicated to, like, the vines and stuff. Like, oh, no, grab that dude and, like, rip his head off. <laughs>
0: that sounds cool. I'm, I'm yeah, into it's that.
1: A, it's a cool show. I just looked it up, though. It's the only way you can get it is, like, by paying $1.99 an episode. It doesn't seem to be streaming anywhere.
0: Yeah, we'll see if I can figure out a way to get around that. I'm sure, you and then, I'm sure you will. Yeah, I, I got some, I got some creative friends. Let's just say. Uh, <laughs> and then, so we round out the schedule. Oh, oh, I didn't hit on. We get a Batman two sequel.
1: Yeah, that'll be fine, I guess.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> very, very mild reaction for you. I'm excited for that one. I thought, I thought the. I thought pretty much everything except the long runtime was like pretty exemplar from, from the first one. I, I love the first one.
1: I thought it was like well done, but like totally wrong for like what we want going forward for like Batman movies. And that's made even more clear by the fact that they're like, yeah, so that'll keep going. But like, we're going to do our own Batman. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, why even keep going with it then? Cancel it like everything else. But it's just like with the Joker, it's like, oh, well, people liked it, so we're going to make another one. I think I'm like
0: putting in the back recesses of my mind. I don't want to think about the fact they're going to do a second Joker because I, what are we doing with Lady Gaga in a second Joker movie? First off, what are we doing with a second Joker movie? The first one was so iconic on its own. I don't need a second one. And then if we're doing a second one, what the heck is Lady Gaga going to do for me in a second Joker movie?
1: Yeah, it's going to be weird, but they seem to just want to throw away anything that's not like universally loved, but people really like that Batman movie, people really like that Joker movie, so despite the fact that it does not fit at all, uh, and they could use the budgets of those to make something cool that does fit into the DC Universe, they're just going to continue with it anyway, because it's like a shirt thing, so whatever, let them do it, but I don't know, I'm certainly not a Pattinson guy, I thought he was... <laughs> A pretty weak uh, Batman, to be honest.
0: Ooh, we never dissected that because I thought he was—I thought he was up there. I thought—I I forget where I put him in the pantheon of Batman's, but like, every I time he was... was on
1: screen, it was like, is this dude gonna cry? It looks like he might <laughs> cry. <cried. laughs>
0: I thought he was—I thought it was like probably Bale, and then I—you're gonna think I'm a lunatic. I think it was Bale, Pattinson, Keaton, Batman's.
1: Um, I think it was Affleck, then I'll give it to Bale, I'll give it to Bale, and then uh, I don't know, I kind of liked uh, Val Kilmer, man.
0: I, he was alright, he, he ain't up there for me with those other ones we just mentioned. Yeah, Affleck's probably rounded mine out fourth behind Keaton, but
1: yeah, I give Keaton fourth. I mean, Keaton was cool, but like he gets a lot of play just for being the first. But uh, that's, yeah,
0: no, I, I could bump. That's a whole separate thing. All the all the ranking, all the Batman stuff. But I yeah, probably I'm
1: gonna have to do that one.
0: Yeah, I, I probably could put Affleck <laughs> instead of Keaton. I just thought Affleck was so brooding, and I in like oh, un- but that's Batman, me.
1: man. That's Batman. Yeah,
0: that's true. And I but thought brooding's, like, brooding's
1: different than like almost crying, which is what Pattinson <laughs> did.
0: <laughs> I thought I thought Alfred was good in this one too, and I thought the, the villains and the other interworkings of the other characters was neat. And so I wish they would have used this as the tentpole Batman, and we just what 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 I would have appreciated is if we could have Ben Affleck's Batman in this movie, and and that be the Batman franchise for DC. That would have been. Ideal for me.
1: Yeah, instead of giving it to Pattinson at all, you're saying like keep it how it was supposed to be, where Ben Affleck directed and wrote this movie where he fought Deathstroke.
0: Well, I guess, but I I like the movie Reeves made. And so if we could do Affleck in this Reeves movie with the Penguin and with Catwoman, I thought everything else with this movie clicked. And uh, the the Pattinson was the weird thing. I had reservations about going into it. And I do think it worked, but I think Affleck would have been a step up.
1: So you're saying same movie, but like a de-aged Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like they use that technology they got now where they can make you look younger. And yeah, this is like when he first came on the scene. So yeah, that could be cool is to have a trilogy running where Ben Affleck's like starting out. And then in the overall universe, he's like his current self at his current age and has Robin and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that that could have been cool.
0: That would have been that would have been neat if they could figure that out, but man, I mean, their task is so monumental. It's it's so it's it's such an uphill battle for you know running a uh, DC studio and two bums with a microphone get like us get on and start ripping apart everything they've ever done and everything they ever will do. And,
1: yeah, so. so it's good that he has the confidence because you need that with something like this because like you say, it's a huge undertaking. But I mean, I wish those guys luck, and I hope uh, I hope they do it justice, man.
0: Ah. Pun intended
1: Yeah that was a pun Yep
0: (laughs) There you go Yeah and I think Going back kind of all back to what we started with I just think Gunn's the right dude at the helm With with his like geeky energy But also his passion for it But also his Eccentric thinking Like I'm excited I think they're in good hands And I'm looking forward to what comes ahead For DC
1: Yeah yeah, only time will tell, man. But certainly some exciting stuff, uh, and who knows what they'll do with Aquaman and the Flash in this next ten years or so. It kind of all depends, I think, on how their movies go. Apparently, if your movie sucks, you just get dropped. The Rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, you get or or Batgirl. You, <laughs> you, oh you yeah, even they don't even, well, they, they to don't
1: even wait to see how that goes. They're just like, yeah, nah. We decided let's take the tax break instead. <laughs>
0: I think that's what that's gonna be one that we look back in like like a decade and we're like, Hey, you remember that one time that DC like like straight up made a full movie? They were in post production, they were ready to put that sucker in theaters within like three months, and they're like, Yeah, never mind.
1: Well it'll like, it'll quote unquote it it'll quote unquote leak one day. Like yeah, it'll when get you, out there uh, somehow. Especially right now. Brendan Fraser's up for uh best actor. He's won at multiple award shows already and I guess he's up for it in the Oscars as well. So they're not going to hold too tightly onto that. They want people to, I mean, if you got the best actor as your villain, that's not something you want to keep under wraps too long, but it's this whole legal technicalities with like the fact that they took the tax credit. So like they can't really release it for money at this point. I don't know. It's a
0: mess. (laughs) I saw the main actress. I can't remember the name of the gal that was playing Batgirl, but she, uh, she had said something recently about like, oh, yeah, the clips will start leaking out at some point. People will be able to see this movie. So, yeah, it's Leslie under-
1: something Leslie Grace, maybe. or
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah. And they also said when they first canceled it, like, oh, this doesn't mean like she's not going to be our background moving forward. So, like, they may still <laughs> utilize her, but it just becomes tricky. Like, how do you release? I don't know exactly what the legal technicalities are, but something about taking the tax credit. That they can't like distribute the movie for a profit at that point.
0: Just throw it on HBO Max. Just do what you said you weren't gonna do I th- originally. I think
1: that's considered a profit. Like the only way they uh-huh. could really release it is to like put it out there for free.
0: Yeah, there you go. CW. Just throw it out there. I think that that's again? a profit
1: too. The commercial time, man. So oh yeah, it's God. it's very tricky. How do you even do it? I think the only way to do it is a leak. Yeah, just oops, that got
0: in the wrong hands of somebody. We fired that intern, but really, they never actually fired anybody.
1: And what do they really stand to gain from that besides us getting to see the movie? Yeah, like they they have nothing to gain, so will they even do that? We'll see.
0: We need the same guys that like hopped on Twitter and went crazy with release the Snyderverse. Yeah, or yeah. release the Snyder cut. We need the we need the 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 Batgirl aficionados to hit Twitter and go crazy.
1: Or, or just call up Ryan Reynolds and get his guy who leaked the uh, test footage that gave us Deadpool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, just so long as Ryan Reynolds never goes back to Green Lantern. Hey, I was gonna mention to you too. Did you uh, did you see they got this new DC Harley Quinn uh, podcast on Spotify?
1: Yeah, yeah, some uh, decent names too, voicing some of the characters. But I yeah, don't know, I, I never really get into those the audio I, so- thing. You got to have one of those jobs where you like can listen to your phone yeah. all the time.
0: <laughs> or, or, you know, you work 20 something minutes away and you can Long listen car to it fast speed yeah. on the road.
1: I'm like one light away. I can barely finish a song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to mention it to you. I'm, I'm sort of the same way. I'm like, ah, I don't really know about this. Like, Cause I also, I speed up a lot of my podcasts. I'm like, I can't do that when they're doing a story mode like this. But I listened to the first one today and, uh, don't I thought they were gonna do a weekly release too it sounded more intriguing and no they dumped them all at once last last uh, Monday two day, two days ago I guess and uh, the first one was actually pretty intriguing and I had the crazy thought for a split second I'm like oh we, is Billy Magnuson gonna be like top tier level joker because his his laugh was like skin crawlingly creepy
1: yeah it might be cool but you know my hang up with it as we talked about earlier, it's just like, really? More Harley Quinn? Jeez. She's got that animated show, and now she's got her own podcast. It's like, oh, there are other characters.
0: Well, I think the, the interesting thing about this one is it's tackling it from advantage of uh, that we haven't ever really gotten, um, which is Harley and Quinzel. We're getting the doctor behind Harley Quinn before. got a little
1: bit of that in Suicide Squad, the original one.
0: Yeah, well, didn't we get a little bit in Emancipation of Harley Quinn, too? Or, or maybe that and, was the... Uh,
1: and also the Batman animated series. But it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I've am i had my fill of Harley Quinn. If they never yeah, did think, another thing with Harley Quinn, I'd be fine.
0: I think we're in the same... You you with Harley Quinn and me with Waller, I think we're in the same spot.
1: <laughs> well, I feel the same about Waller, too. <laughs> it's,
0: like, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I'm good. I, I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll report back to you. I'll let you know how it is.
1: Yeah, we shall see. But uh, yeah, man, I'm glad we uh, jumped on here and got a chance to discuss all this, unpack it a bit.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you being willing to spend a, spend an evening here with me chatting with. I told Kristen, I was like, aren't you so happy my cousin will talk to me so you don't have to listen to me? She said, I wouldn't listen <laughs> to you anyway.
1: Yeah, so. same here, man. Esther <laughs> listens to me, but uh, she just nods her head and says, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kristen just she just says yep uh-huh and then <laughs> continues scrolling TikTok. Exciting, yeah. Natalie's jazzed up. All right, well I'll let you go, okay. dude. With you.
1: Right, good chatting, bro. Until the next uh, big announcement.
0: All right, later, man. We'll
1: have to get it going again.
0: All right. Come so on, dude.
1: So See you. See you, bro.